gospel message, the goal is Christ. If you're listening to or reading this message, I want to congratulate you because it means that God in his infinite mercy has deemed it fit to keep you and preserve your life till this moment. God in his mercy has chosen you amongst the lucky few to be witnesses to the year 2020. And so the journey through the year begins. Unlike many of us are apt to do, the New Year's resolutions have or are been made. Reflections on the year 2019 is also ongoing. Reflecting on the goals either achieved or not achieved. Reflecting on our successes and failures. The things we wish we could have done or perhaps those things we wish we did not do. And so starting this year, we promise ourselves to be better, to lose the extra weight, to fix broken relationships, to start that business, to get a better job, to go back to school, and on and on the list goes. And as great as resolutions are, we oftentimes find that a few weeks into the year, the determination and zeal we started the year with has quickly dissipated and we find ourselves reverting back to the status quo. The truth of the matter is this. Only one thing is needed, and that simply is Christ. Christ should be the goal, he should be the focus, and he should be our lifestyle. Since Christ is the ultimate example, and our sole purpose is to follow in his steps, then we can all agree that just as he had one goal, so also must our goal be singular. John 4.34 says, My food, Jesus said, is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Without food, man cannot exist. Its purpose is to nourish, to strengthen, to invigorate, to keep alive. So also is the presence of Christ in our lives. When your nourishment and your food is to do the will of God, who calls you his chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a special possession for the purpose of declaring the praises of he who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. First Peter 2, 9. It is without a doubt a beautiful thing. It wasn't about Jesus' own will or his desires. It had absolutely nothing to do with what he wanted. Because let's be honest, who would want to live a life of perfection, to live in an imperfect world, taking on the embodiment of the imperfect man and taking upon himself the sins of the world, at the same time suffering the consequences of man's unrighteousness, but yet he embraced the will of the Father completely for the ultimate goal of bringing salvation to mankind. As you set your goals for 2020, let it simply be this. Just as Jesus was one with his Father, so also let me be one with Christ. There's a prayer of, of John 3.30 that we say, asking that he must increase in us that we may decrease. But if we are being honest with ourselves, is there any part of who we are that is worthy to share space with Christ? 
Is there any part of us that can come close to the, to the righteousness of Christ? The answer is no. So let it be that it is no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. How do we get to this point? How do we accomplish this goal? The answer can be found in the book of Luke 10, 39. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he said. Seems simple enough, but yet we all struggle greatly with this. All Mary did was worship. She was aware of his presence and so she let go of everything. It wasn't about the business of her day. It wasn't about the problems she was going through. It wasn't about her health issues or her needs and wants. It was just about being still in the presence of God. It was about keeping her focus firmly on Christ. That your will may be my will and your desires my desires. She sat at the Lord's feet, listening with intent. She sat at his feet, which in itself signifies worship, a sign of admiration and complete devotion, a sign of love wrapped in humility, a sign of dedication and an absolute sign of submission. And she did one thing that I think we must all learn to do more of. You see, we have mastered the art of praying to God and have neglected the more crucial aspect, which is listening to God. We go to him selfishly about us and our never-ending wants. But do you understand that even more important than telling him about your wants and needs, which he absolutely is already aware of, is cultivating the habit of listening. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Worry drowns out the voice of God. It distracts you from the power and presence of God. Not one person who comes to me will I cast away. Have you gone to Christ? Have you surrendered your life completely to his will and his plans for you? Do you even know this God that you serve? Because it is very hard to willingly surrender to somebody you do not know. It is very hard to give up who you are for the sake of someone you neither know nor understand. But God is willing to reveal himself to you, to reveal his personhood to you. But you have to avail yourself to him. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come to them. I will come to their house and eat with them. And they will eat with me. Revelations 3.20 It goes back to listening. God says that he is knocking at the door of your heart. He is knocking at the door of your very existence, waiting for you to let him in. He will not force himself on you. He will only come in if and when you open the door to let him in. He is always present, speaking to you with 
and through everything he created. But the question is, are you listening? Are you paying attention? Do you hear God speak? Do you see him in everything that you do? For my father's will is that everyone who looks to the son and believes in him shall have eternal life and I will raise them up at the last day. John 6, 14. I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. John 6, 35. This verse speaks of Christ's open invitation to us all with wide open arms. He's calling out to us, but still we run. Take it upon yourself to make Christ the goal for this year, that his will may be your will and your life a reflection of his life. Take it one day at a time. Find a few minutes every day before your day starts. Just meditate on Christ and on his word. Silence the noise of your thoughts and step away from the distractions around you. Find a few minutes just to concentrate on the majesty of God. Listen as he speaks. It may be through his word, a song, a feeling, a thought. The way he speaks to you may be completely different from the way he speaks to me. By whatever means, just be present in every situation. With every thought, with every action, with every decision, let his will prevail. Have a heart that is obedient to the plans and purpose of God. Don't take things to him after the fact. Let him be the fact. No matter how trivial, no matter how big, no matter how ugly, no matter how beautiful, take it to him. You are his special possession. Let the life of Christ fully dwell in you and be reflected in every part of your being. So ahead of all those goals and dreams, ahead of your own desires, put Christ first. This time, do it. Now, not tomorrow, not the day after, but now. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness The kingdom is Christ. So seek him first and everything else will be added unto you. So shall it be in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Have a happy new year and God bless.